This looks great, but you know. <laughs> I'm betting you would want to know about that yeah, before the cameras roll. So, new camera? The, yeah, this is a, whatchamacallit, webcam, computer camera. Right. But a really nice one, so it doesn't have the 20 or 30 minute shut off. It's not limited to because of European regulations. Right, not limited to battery life or memory. It's just directly taking it from yeah. the computer. Is that the new camera thing you're talking about? So we tried getting a camera for well, for what, all the podcasts really, but we use it for the first time on George's podcast, mm -hmm. and we learned that it compartmentalized the video yeah, like every 30 minutes, and then on top of that. Half of those 30 minutes weren't usable. They were like a corrupted file and I couldn't even... That sucks. Yeah. Like, so, did we scrap that episode? It was no, that's limited the, to 30 minutes because Google. of some European regulation. Yeah, it's on Spotify and... Okay. Even sold in America. That's why we went all audio for that one. Okay. Yeah. And this one, this one was just a camera for a computer. It's a really nice one. But then, so you can film as long as you want and the battery's not going to run out. So... This should work. And Eric definitely tried it out beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I only reminded him three times. <laughs> Cheers, guys. You can just, you know, tap on that if you ever want more. Cheers. Tap your, your, your shot glass down. Or slide it over. I don't care. You want fizzy water? No, I've got water here. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Put the phone away so I won't be tempted. Bro, <laughs> oh. do you want a uh, fizzy water? Uh, yeah, please. You did the clap, so we're started, yeah? I mean, we don't, you know, there's no pressure to start at any moment. <laughs> I, I don't feel pressured. <laughs> I just... I just do, I do that to sync the, the video with the audio. <clears throat> I try to sneak it in. Excuse me. So where you can just start <laughs> talking conversationally at any point. Yeah. <clears throat> so... So... Going over jujitsu journey, but like your sports history, it could be interesting as well. Uh, and then you got married on the mats at Dark Horse, right? We should talk about that. Uh, and then there's the you know husband-wife dynamic on the mats, off the mats, which can be interesting stuff. Um, you know, like your competition uh, history and experience. It's good stuff to talk about, yeah. uh, and uh, there's probably some things I'm not thinking of, but those those are pretty obvious ones. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're our first female guest. Yeah. So I mean, Oops. just anything anything to, related to women in jujitsu, uh, we would be talking out of our asses. So <laughs> like, yeah, that would be yeah, anything uh, interesting. A prison wallet is not the same as a, <laughs> you know. 
Yes. (laughs) 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 Um, So my background on sports, softball, volleyball growing up my whole life. Started t-ball, three, four years old. Continued softball till I was 21. Um, going when I went home on the summer ball, and then my freshman year of high or college, excuse me, I tried out or went to go try out for softball. I missed it by like the week tryouts. So I was like, well, not this year. You were too late to try out. Too late, yeah, for the I didn't know when the tryouts were, so I went to the coach just a week late. Yeah, we just met him. Mm. Bummer. So I waited for the following year. Went. They were taking one walk on. They had all their scholarship, but they needed one walk-on. So I didn't make it, but the rugby coach was there scouting out people. <laughs> and he ended up Thanks. Um, contacting me, left a voicemail on my my uh, messenger at home. Like, what, I don't know what it was. Well, answering machine. Phone. Answering machine, yeah. yeah. Um, in my dorm room, and I listened to the message. I was like, rugby, what the hell is this? I was like, Pfft. So I called my uncle, who I was really close with, and I was like, what the hell is rugby? He was like, that sport was made for you. And I was like, so I called the coach back up, went out, did some things. He's like, do you want to do this? And I was like, okay. So started off playing rugby in 2002. Your freshman year of college. Sophomore year. Sophomore year of college. Sophomore year of college. Because I missed, I, went, I did try out for softball the second year, or my sophomore year. And... That was it. I didn't play the very first two games because it was a week after I walked on to the rugby team. Didn't play those two games, and then I never sat out again. <laughs> the rest is history, and I moved positions as my body changed, and I got was doing more weightlifting and losing weight and things like that, so progressed that way. Played for the first NCAA Division One women's team in the U.S. It was amazing. Awesome. So, super cool. Boom. So, yeah, so... Ended up coaching my, ended up changing degrees, so I ended up coaching the last semester that I was there, so it was kind of cool as well. So played, and I coached it, and then I moved out here. So. And fun little, sun, fun, fun little side factoid, you played at the same college uh, and during the same time period as Tony Romo played football. Correct. My freshman year so- and sophomore year, freshman year, I remember going with my grandparents t- for family weekend watching Tony Romo play. It was kind of cool. Cool. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so that was before jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, and I did Olympic weightlifting as well, I guess, in between there and college as well. Competed at the Arnold Classic in Columbus, Ohio a few times. So. Did you specifically train the bear trap or was that <laughs> no. just a side benefit? No, it's just a side. It's just fun now. <laughs> and yes. I, I don't lift now. So imagine if I start lifting again. Some people put on muscle easily, others not so much. <laughs> so, yeah. but, yeah, so it's, the bear trap is just... Side benefit. Side benefits, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> and, how did, and how did you get into jujitsu? So, I, I lived out here since 2007. I ended up having my daughter, got married, had my second daughter, got divorced, and met my husband James on match.com <laughs> and he had been training we met in April and it was a, his about his year anniversary of him training and I was we were talking about sports and all the things I've done and I was like I need to find a sport like I was kind of playing softball here and there but like I needed something else 
he's like, oh, you should do jujitsu. And there's a gym down there that is by you. Go train there. And I was like, I'm a single mom. I can't afford that. And so I never did. So he ended up signing me up at Dark Horse. He goes, hey, I signed you up. Come in on Tuesday. And that was August 16th of 2007. The day after my birthday. Yes. Nice. So four years this year. So right. he got into it. So he'd been training for almost a year and a half before me. 2017. 2017. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. So, yeah. That, 10 years after I moved out here, I started training. So, yeah. He introduced me to the sport. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I remember, I remember you starting off and it was, it was fun to watch the progression of like, James like teaching you and you know rolling with you whatever kicking your butt and then that slowly reversing itself <laughs> over time. Yeah, he always made that comment. He's like, "It'll be a short window where I will win, and then eventually you won't. I won't." I was like, "Oh." Yeah. And then there it is. And you got you got married on the mats at Dark Horse. We did. Um, we decided we want to get married one weekend. Just out of the blue, no ring, no nothing, just said, we're going to do this. And within 10 days, we're like, well, we'll go to the courthouse. And the courthouse, you have to, to go in front of the judge. You have to set an appointment. We didn't know that because they're like, oh, yeah, just go to the courthouse. So we just walked in, and they told us no. And Tuesday nights, we know that Coach Kiefer coaches, and he was one of our favorite classes to go to together. So we called him up and said, hey, will you do this for us? And he said, uh, yeah, what do you need me to do? And we're like, nothing. Just at the end of class, we did the whole class. No one knew. Kiefer knew. And at the end of it, he's like, hey, this is a different kind of occasion and a way, different way to close out class. Brittany and James come up here and then married us, signed the certificate, and that was it. Boom. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that was cool. That Anarchies. Cool. <laughs> Sweaty. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. fitting for who you are and how you live and yeah. 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 Our lifestyle. Yeah. Sure. So, and then the following day, I was headed out to Illinois for a wedding that I was going to, bringing my girls, and we were putting the girls to bed. And Georgia looks at James and goes, "When are you going to marry Brittany?" Because we hadn't told the girls yet. <laughs> and we're like, "Well, funny enough, we want to do this, but you guys have to approve it." So they all came downstairs out of bed, signed the back of the, the marriage certificate, and that was it. Nice. So, yeah, special. They think they married us. <laughs> <laughs> they did not. <laughs> but in their minds, they did. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> right? Now we can tell them, but <laughs> I think they were, at the time, we had two three-year-olds. Oh, it was September or so. A four-year-old, a three-year-old, four-year-old, seven and eight. So, where the birthdays are. So, yeah. Kayla's a little older or Georgia? Georgia. And then Ellie's younger? Mm-hmm. No, Ellie is older, Ellie's than, older. than Zoe. Zoe's just a, a bigger. Yeah. <laughs> well, a little bigger. Eats her, eats her vegetables. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> she does not. <laughs> but, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, we all train together. It's fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I've definitely seen that work well and I've definitely seen that work poorly mm-hmm. I've never gotten it to work well mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah so what's the what's some of the the challenges that like I guess spending that much time together in itself would be a challenge but then like what's some of the challenges in 
training together and trying to get along. So there was a, my first December, my first dirty December, professor taught us the shoulder of justice and that was nearly a relationship ruiner. <laughs> um, taught it and I got to the position and I just drove my shoulder into his jaw. He tapped, he goes, wow, you almost broke my jaw. We went back again and I went right back to the position because I really liked it. And so I've personally had to like learn how to hold back certain positions, right? Like I'm a smash passer just by nature and he isn't and he's limber, but so I have to like balance that part. So that's where we kind of balance where he knows he has a speed on me. So when we're training together, it's more of a flow anymore. So sure. work slowly. Um, the time together, it doesn't really affect us at all. It's actually, I think helps us that we have this thing, this one thing in common. I know some people for sure, it's not a good dynamic and it can't work. But for us, it's like this brings us together. We have this common and it's kind of nice that our games are different. So we're not constantly like one smashing and then getting frustrated and then smashing, right? Like it's, I have to work on my speed when I'm with him or else I'll lose. So if you ask him and he'll laugh when I say this, but no matter what he loses is what he always says. If he beats me, then he loses, which isn't true, but he always well, says. <laughs> well, Brittany, what's the name of the game? I win. Huh. The game is called I win. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah. It's, it's James wins, or... Uh... I always have to win. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but yes, um, but no, dynamically, it, it works really well. Um, I get a lot more mat time just because now it's my job, but he's at home. I'll try to get him to drill, and he's like, no. <laughs> Doesn't want to do that extra stuff with me yet. I think that at some point, that will come, but for now, it's kind of... I think a couple learning how to flow together could be like a really powerful, mm -hmm. really powerful thing. Yeah. Uh, working together, working through problems in the moment, like moving together, would I think would be f fairly easy. But the you know like the power dynamic in a in a couple in a relationship, <laughs> it's complex, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I think, you know, like that kinesthetic feeling of each other mm -hmm. and moving and you know, trying to do submissions or not or whatever, but like just moving around through mm -hmm. that, like can help work through some of that stuff. Yeah. So I think. We've definitely gotten better at that with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> it was not uh, always there. And mainly probably because of my stubbornness of being like, I have to win this. And I can admit that because I don't, I don't like losing. So yeah, but it's definitely better. And when we roll now, like I, even I think this week we had one of those rolls. I was like, that was awesome. Cause I can like, even if I'm smashing, but I'm not like smashing the life out of him, and I can like slowly move into a position. He's like, wow. And he'll like say, he's like, that's really good. Or like same with him. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> you know? So it's been luckily a really good dynamic for us. So nice. Yeah. yeah. See, I think I've run into issues just because, uh, when I was trying to introduce those significant others to jujitsu, I was already uh, an instructor, and I think mm -hmm. I either consciously or unconsciously kind of maintained that that dynamic in the class, mm -hmm. right? So like, you can't be somebody's boyfriend and their instructor at the same time. Yeah, right? and I like I couldn't compartmentalize, and so that like that didn't work out well. Uh, do you find you're in like a uh, an instructor role all that much or are you at this point just kind of 
co-equals and, and sharing information and I think it's co-equals for sure um there was a point in time where I felt like he was instructing me a little bit more and he, I'm pretty sure he knows this like because he was ahead of me right he was a year ahead a year and a half ahead almost um in training and so I think that he was constantly like trying to teach me and then as I started to pick up things and my technique and my things started to take off he was like oh and he did kind of lay back and was like okay you're picking up on things and you do I'm starting to see things and I would pick up a technique and he's like how are you picking this up and I'm missing it you know and so we go back and forth now and I think also with now I've been teaching not quite a year probably seven or eight months now I've been doing some of the coaching as well and that has helped our dynamic as well because I'll we'll kind of talk about like well I went over this detail what detail did you go over and like making sure, sure. like we're talking about that stuff too so now we're bouncing back and forth good ideas with each other right and i always tell people you know take different instructors for that reason because every instructor has little details that might work better for them and so him and i definitely have different details at work because of his game versus my game so yeah we mesh i think yeah that part pretty well never going to be able to rely on strength to make a move work so right you got to figure his technique is technique is sharp if he has success with that technique yeah, yeah. And I like to use his stuff cause sometimes because there's times where when I'm rolling with the bigger guys, his stuff will work because <laughs> I can't smash them like I can smash him or any of the other smaller people. Huh. So, but, yeah, so we work. Yeah, you've rolling. been doing Rolling Thunder for, since day one. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. It was three years it's been going as of December 31st. So, yeah. <clears throat> And for all the people that don't know, uh, Rolling Thunder on Sundays, uh, and is it still mainly just big people? Because I know like the League of Littles kind of have some larger people come into it now. So it's now kind of meshed a little bit more because people are taking care of each other better, I feel like. Um, but it's supposed to be for like men, 190 and above, and then just super heavy women going up into that group. Um, and the League of Littles is 155 and below technically but recently it's kind of just been like hey everyone come and roll so we can all train and get better so but usually it's like 190 and above for the men and then super heavy women so like 175 and up for women so yeah and then but now it's like we're all kind of i think i originally recommended you not do that yeah i think you did <laughs> pretty sure yeah i don't i don't think you should do that and then there you go shows what i know yeah day one and really, I'm the only woman that goes to that. So I keep trying to ask other women from other gyms, I'm like, come. But I think that's been a huge part of my success, is rolling with the guys. If I can beat them or do well against them, when I go to against women, it ends up being, oh, you're not nearly as strong. <laughs> or you're not as big, and I can handle. Right. If they're bigger than you, then you have to rely on your technique. Mm -hmm. So, yep. yeah. So, yeah, it's been really good for me. Those guys are huge support. They've been great. So. so do you think that's an advantage kind of across the game where most of the time uh, jiu-jitsu academies are going to be predominantly male? Mm -hmm. uh, and so any female that lasts in the game uh, is going to train with men more often than women mm -hmm. for the most part. And yeah. so kind of build up that similar... Uh, advantage that similar kind of technique. Mm -hmm. I I find that 
training with the men helps. Like a lot of times they'll use muscle and things like that. But for me, like rolling with Rhino, rolling with Josh, rolling with Popeye, those guys make me have to use technique. They make me push as hard as I can. And it's an hour to an hour and a half of just battling, right? There's no slow pace. It's an hour to an hour and a half of just get up, go. No water breaks, essentially, <laughs> just keep working hard. And I think rolling with guys, I know that there's a lot of women that don't want to roll with guys. I see that on the women's like grappling sites or whatever for on Facebook. Um, talking bad about the guys that are beating up on them or training with guys and I never can comment on them because I will get upset because I'm they've only helped me and women don't want to believe that they want to train only with women and I don't think that's I don't I don't think that's realistic Mm-mm. I don't who's Gabby trained with I, well, they're not women. <laughs> like, they're not, well, they're, uh, <laughs> that's an exception. The, I, think, I don't think it's every woman. Michelle Nicolini trained with. I think the, I think there was a women's only academy in Longmont, not Longmont, in uh, California. Uh, I'm trying to think of the lady's name. And it's not there. But it seems like it'd be hard to make that work. Uh, just numerically numerically right. yeah you've cut out half the population and that half of the population is the majority of most jiu-jitsu academies right yeah so it's i mean we our women's group definitely has grown up at longmont like it's i think there's 14 or 15 easily that i think i've counted that are training a little bit more regularly now um but i know that maybe bigger cities they have more women but at least bigger men they're like no I will not roll. He just laid on top of me. I'm like, well, then that's an issue that you need to take up on with the person you're rolling with. You know, if I ever have an issue, I'll make sure that they know. And there are bad training partners, you know, and it can be complicated if there's whatever, sexual attraction there or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, like, part of training jiu-jitsu is jiu-jitsu kind of forces certain issues to the front. I was rolling with someone last night, and... I was violently hugging him, and he, he started to have a, you know, like a panic attack. He tapped. Mm. Uh, yep. And I was like, all right, well, you know, like, I'll keep pushing you, and we'll keep playing with this, and you'll work through it. And he was all about it. You mm. know, he was fine with it. He, he got it, and it wasn't an issue, at least as far as, you know, consciously him being upset about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. It's... But, like, the, you know, like, for a woman, getting smashed by some big sweaty dude on day one, like, as part of, I think, why it's so hard to get more women on the mat. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually was uh, speaking with a mom yesterday outside of the academy, sitting in the car, and we were talking, and she was talking about her daughter training, and she's like, you know, the first couple of days, she's like, are you okay? Like, how do you feel about this? Are you, you know, are you comfortable? And we had this whole talk, and she's like, she's so, she goes, mom, this is, like, a safe zone. Like, this is place that I know I'm learning how to defend myself and I can protect myself and no one's here to hurt me. She really likes it if we're talking about the same person. Yeah she really does. She likes battling and she likes she really likes it. Yeah and so it's cool to see and she's young she's 18 years old and I'm like it's really awesome to watch like that young woman just grow into this person. Mom's like I never thought she would like this. Thought it would be a couple months thing and here we are like buying extra geese for them and wanting them they want to stay and they want to do more and get better. It's cool. Nice. Yeah. But 
take our sip and uh <laughs> competition What's your mindset going into a competition? <laughs> um, initially, just go out there and do my best. Um, and that's, I was really successful at that. My three months into training, I went to compete and I did absolute and my weight bracket. Uh, so I fought a blue belt. It was my first time, it was my third fight and I got submitted and I was Okay, here we are, here we're going. But I also got two submissions that day. I took silver in my first tournament, which was huge for me, right? Um, and then after that, it was, it slowly turned into, this is my mat, get off. Like, I win, fire, I get out there, and it just, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> <clears throat> like you project ownership of the mat, like it's your house, like yes. it's your property. Yeah, this is mine, I will win. You need to get off. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of... Uh, the first year that really took place was Pans of 19. I walked out there, and I still I'll go back and watch that video, and the way I walk out, it looks like I'm just going out just for a practice round, like super calm, like my shoulders were low, like I wasn't tense, nothing. And at that time, I was not collar dragging. Um, I stopped pulling guard. I waited for them. So they would pull guard, pass and I would work my game. And got the submission on that one, got an arm bar, I believe, on that one. And then the second fight, the coach yells, do not pull guard! I can hear, hear the coach yelling. She pulls guard, and I pass, and then I end up submitting her at the end, and she was not very happy. She looked at the camera and went, Fuck. you can see it on the video. No, I and remember that part. Yeah, so I like, that was the first tournament where I was like, this is mine. I worked super hard in pants camp, I was ready to go, and it's mine. It's, you step foot on it, you're gonna pay. Yeah. So. That's that's usually my mentality. <laughs> when I have to pull weight for a tournament, and I like work so hard, and I like starve myself at the same time, and I like suffered, and you know, like less sleep than I want, you know, whatever. And then I get there, I'm like, all right, well, someone has to pay for that suffering that I put in. <laughs> it's gonna be whoever it is that shows up in front of me. Yep. Yeah. And I'll smile. I'll give them a hug at the end, but yeah. at the time, yeah. I will win. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's yeah. kind of how I look at it. Yeah, I've never finished a match pissed off at my opponent. No, never. Hugs every time. <laughs> End up being friends if they're on Facebook. We'll front each other, keep in contact, follow each other, watch their journey. But, yeah. Yeah. It's mine. 19 was a good year because it was that and then Worlds and Worlds was that was a a long haul to get there so tell us about Worlds um so at the time Zoe my youngest was not in school she was four and so she was home with me coming to work with me whatever I was doing and Kayla had just started school so I was like, well, you'll just stay with your dad. You'll do before and after care. I'm going to fly out to Vegas. We found a $100 round trip flight for each Zoe and I, so 200 bucks. And we're set to fly. 
Monday night, Kayla's like, well, I want to go. Zoe gets to watch you fight. And I was like, fuck. I was like, honey, there's, we looked at the flights are like 400 bucks. We're like, there's no way we can make this happen. And James and I talked about it, went back and forth. And I was like, well, I could drive. So staying at my grandpa's house. So it wasn't like a matter of like space or anything like that. I was like, I could drive. So Tuesday night, 6.30 at night, drove over to Little Caesars, grabbed pizza for the girls, had the car loaded up. Um, I worked, I think I did a class maybe to like move my body around, got in the car and drove 12 hours. We were in the car, taken off to Vegas at seven o'clock at night. Um, hopefully the girls will sleep or whatever. And if I needed to just pull off and sleep, then I would sleep, pull off in the mountains, have like, you know, hopefully that we could sleep. And Zoe's passed out. And all of a sudden I wake up to her on the iPad. I was like, I'm kill you <laughs> go to sleep so I get in the car and I just start driving again she falls back asleep and I stop again at like five in the morning like two hours out from Vegas she wakes up again as soon as the car stops I'm like all right so I just end up driving to my grandpa's there's a park out right outside of his neighborhood played at the park my grandpa wakes up tells me he's awake so I go to his house I was like they wanted to swim because he's got a pool so they jump in the pool I'm like I have to sleep I have to fight tomorrow it's Wednesday morning now I was like, I need to sleep. So Zoe and I go get in bed, take a five hour nap. Kayla, if she naps, I don't know, but <laughs> she's doing her own thing. Um, and wake up, shower, and we went to the venue in Vegas and checked in, watched Robert Lee fight, got all my stuff, got acquainted, told the girls we're gonna be all day tomorrow. <laughs> and went back, had dinner, went to bed. Woke up the next morning and it's Vegas in August. So it's a hundred and something degrees, almost like first thing in the morning. I was like, well, do you guys want to go to a park? So we went to a different park, found a different one. The kids played, did all the things. People are talking to me and I'm like, oh, well, what are you doing today? And tell them like, and you're here. Like, <laughs> um, Went back, got all my stuff together, went to the venue. There were nine, nine girls in my bracket. And I had a buy because of how well I did at pans and Popeye was texting me, watching all the fights live. And don't do this, do this. And I take a picture, I'm like, I think this is the girl I'm fighting. He goes, it is indeed. She's gonna make a mistake, stay on your feet. Cause she was a lot larger than me. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So stayed on my feet, we pushed and pulled for two minutes. I ended up taking her down, following her, whatever. I ended up submitting her, submitting the second girl, one on points with the third, took gold. With mm -hmm. my kids, no coach, no husband, really no support other than my two kids just yelling and screaming back and forth at me. So, and then um, my final match for the gold medal, Robert was there and he was like, because he was going to yell and coach from the sidelines. And yeah. after the first match, he's like, I don't think you need me. You know what you're doing. I was like, okay. So he, but the final match, he takes Zoe, puts Zoe on his shoulders. Kayla's got the phone and she's videoing from the outside and they're screaming and yelling. And so it was really cool to be able to have my hand raised, turn to my kids and shoot them. You know, I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And then I had to bribe them with acai to stay for open class <laughs> and then took bronze with that. So it was quite the experience. Went home. I think we picked up dinner going back to my grandpa's. They passed out on the couch because it was a long, long day hung out for a little bit and then got up Friday morning. We left by noon and drove back. We were back here by one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was a whirlwind. <laughs> That's a lot of driving. It was a lot of driving. 
But. Seems like the right amount of time to spend in Vegas, though. Yes, I was with my grandpa, so there was bonuses there. Um, my grandma had passed away in 2010, and so for me to go out there in 2019 with my two kids was cool to hang with my grandpa. But he also has his routine, so I didn't see him a whole lot because he has to do his stuff. But it was, yeah, he's in Henderson, so it's outside, which was really nice. Not in the madness. No. Mm-mm. The acai at IBJJF tournaments is excellent. It's excellent. <laughs> and, and like, well, this was four or five years ago, but you could get the coconut. You could get the, oh, yeah. the you get fruit on it. The it that, yeah, berries. yeah. They had all these different yeah. options, uh, and it was it was amazing. And I, I got my acai and I turned around <laughs> and I bumped into and bounced off of and I like looked up and I was like, oh, Gabby Garcia. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I've never bounced off of a woman before. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, I was the smaller, you know, less uh, inertia yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched your fight in 2019. That was entertaining, but it was fun. She's definitely large. Like, you see her on pictures or whatever. You're like, you oh, see she's her in big. Person. Yeah, you yeah. see her in person, you're like, oh. Yeah, you're large. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. goals there for to fight her would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It yeah. would hurt. It would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it would hurt the whole time. Yeah. But man, that would be that'd be cool. We're about the same age. She's three years younger than me, I think. So close. So it could happen. <laughs> Get my black belt. Staying super heavy. We'll see if she's still, you know, right now I think she's focused on pole dancing. I don't know if you follow her on anything, but yeah. she does a lot of pole dancing stuff. I heard something about that. And the heels, the actively, clear heels. Actively don't want to see that. <laughs> no, it's... Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'll turn to show James and he's like, why? Why do you show me that? I'm like, well, because <laughs> it's... No goldfish in the shoes yet? Mm-mm. Not that I've noticed. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I thought it was interesting because when she was going to supposedly fight Craig Jones, right? Was that, what, two months ago or whatever when he, they were going to do that? Mm-hmm. I was like, has she been training? Because that's all I had seen was the pole dancing stuff and no training. So I was like, well, and then it didn't happen. So maybe one day. It didn't happen and it was supposed to be scheduled for like a pay event, and, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard anything since then, yeah. so... Sound doesn't sound like it's happening. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. That'd be really fun. Maybe. Be really cool to see a super fight. James and I joke around at like <coughs> um, getting on the pro stage and Seth is like, no. But it'd be really fun for a husband and wife to get up there and <laughs> to get out. <laughs> I mean James said yes to it, so I think that But it Seth should be said done. no. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think that would be something he'd be more in- interested in, yeah. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna take my new interests here and combine them, and have a an MMA promotion that has matches just like that. Right? Yep. Do a little bit of a little bit of wrestling style, a little bit of MMA style. Right. Call it couples therapy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the the general show is gonna have a larger theme, but I think a couples therapy segment as a recurring thing would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I will say if there's ever James and I don't really fight often, but if there's we're like there's like some type of tension, there's no rolling because it just turns into that more of a battle of like, you know, 
couples therapy. <laughs> so you you just, say you're stubborn, and you are, but for two people to butt heads, like it, it takes yeah. two people. Yeah. To butt heads. Yeah. So it's not like James is completely lacking in stubbornness. No. That is so true. <laughs> but just I am saying. very, very stubborn. But you know, it's the, the best characteristic you can ever have if you learn to use it wisely, mm-hmm. which seems like you do. I do, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, where Zoe gets it, so. <laughs> She's cute as pie. But <laughs> she won't. She likes to battle. Remember she did, she tried to front roll and she like messed it up and just like slammed it in the ground, like popped up and just like shook it <laughs> off and like started laughing. And it's like, yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's my kid. Cool. Yeah. She'll like fall down or like walk into a wall or something. Oh, the chair yesterday. Her kitchen chair. She's like ran right into it and hit her head. She's like, oh, I'm okay. And I'm like, what? I don't know how that happens. <laughs> but all the scars on her head. It's. Does she need glasses? No, I think she's just clumsy. (laughs) And also, like... Not that bothered by the impacts or whatever, whereas other people would learn much more quickly to not do that because they really, really don't like it. If you don't mind it, then you don't learn the lesson because whatever. Who cares? There's other things to pay attention to. Yeah, she'll forward roll with no hands. I've seen that. Straight up just kick her head. It's not smooth yet, but it it will be. There's, There's a fair amount of impact. But... She pops up and laughs and does it again, so whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's what drop floors are for. Yes. Does it help at her weight? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I think she does it on our wood floor, and I'm like, can you not? Yikes. Can you just not do that, please? <laughs> she just doesn't care. I think she wants to show everyone how tough she really is. That's the, the hard thing. Stubborn. But. And tough. Yeah. Yes, she is. So, no, there's a way to, like, cultivate that stubbornness to the benefit of your jiu-jitsu, certainly. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, like, tricks? Any any ways that you have developed your stubbornness in a positive? Or developed it in a way that helped your jiu-jitsu? Yeah, I... Well, I was super stubborn, the bear trap, where I will not let you pass. Was? Now, excuse me, was... <laughs> You said yes. was, meaning past tense. I, I have answers now. There's answers. So I will hold it until I'm ready to answer, essentially. So I'm stubborn, and I'll hold, and that's the position, right? The lockdown, but now known as the bear trap, just holding your leg until I answer, right? So I'm stubborn to the point where I'm like, I make my space. I make <laughs> I make the uh, the angles where I need them or where I want. So I can answer whether it's going up to the coyote guard or going down a deep half or working the half guard. So stubborn, yes. And I use it to my benefit because then you can't pass. You can't get to where you want to be. And even if you're trying to switch, I'll grab the other leg. So that's my comment until I want to be where I want to be. I think stubbornness is like a characteristic that you can see used to benefit in all combat sports. Mm-hmm. When I think it, you can see it. Yeah. You can see it's like one of those things where if they continue to push, if they're willing to fight really, 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 really hard, <clears throat> then they can, you know, people can sometimes out fight someone that's more technical or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's a, it's a legitimate and important tool 
And especially if it's something that you do naturally, then it's <clears throat> worth focusing on and working on and learning how to not work, learning how to not use to your detriment, but only to your benefit, right? Learning how to be disciplined with mm -hmm. it, learning when to not be stubborn. Yeah. I tell people all the time, don't be stubborn with your grips. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need to be hard headed about get, holding onto that collar. Yeah. The collar and your hand will still exist yep. if you let go. Mm -hmm. You got 10 fingers. None of them feel like spares when someone pops your grip off because right. you're holding on too tight. I often, I often show my, my big scar down the index finger when I give that demonstration to like, no, 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 you don't have to be stubborn. It will snap your shit in half. Yeah. Well, that's verified. Like, um, I was probably one of those like gripping and just like holding on and to my own de detriment, right? Like my carpal tunnel was so bad. Um, and Professor Blake. Was that when you had the surgery? Uh, that's this hand. So this is the right one is now bad. Mm -hmm. um, but recently it's gotten better. Um, I would hold and hold and hold to, for no reason. And I took one of Professor Blake's class and he was like, think about it. When you're holding something, like what are you doing with it? And if you, if you want it, Put your hand there but you don't have to squeeze right and i think that's honestly i haven't had to wear my hand brace in almost two weeks and i think because i'm like consciously thinking about that all the time now like not using it until i absolutely have to use it so yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm learning my stubbornness yeah i was rolling with uh with cyborg and he like just just kitten petting all the time really yeah just <laughs> super duper soft and he'd you know he'd like track your hand mm -hmm. or you know he'd like move his hand over here and just like just barely touching your elbow and then when he wants it he goes totally hard and snaps over and your elbow slides across the body or whatever um, but yeah he just like just you know just kind of petting at you the whole time until he wants something and then it locks in huh. uh, it's super duper energy efficient yeah right? like mm -hmm. he's not he's not gassing out that arm yeah. and everything connected to it like yeah. gripping i think yeah there's definitely places to be stubborn right like mm -hmm. drop your shoulder and keep passing yep. just keep passing yep. but you know, like yeah. places to not do it. Don't don't hold don't. on to that collar forever. It's yeah. Don't burn it out. You. If someone's going to break your grip and you hold on to it as they as they go to break it, you know, like they break the grip and then your hand moves away from the thing you want to grab, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that that strategy of, of picking your moment, not their moment, but picking your moment. So if you know that they're going to break your grip and you know your grip is going to break, as they go to break it, you let go early and you move around and you regrip. Yeah. Or whatever, you mm -hmm. grip their sleeve, or you yeah. you just let go, because right. it's gonna break anyways. Okay. Or like so often, like as they go to break it, I'll just let go, and then I, they go to they go to break, and then they don't, and then I, I regrip somewhere in there, because they don't move to the next thing fast enough, and I've, I've picked my moment, not their moment, right. uh, and my fingers don't hurt. Yeah. From close guard, when they go to break my grip, I let go and I regrip. I let go and I regret and then they get frustrated and confused so. <laughs> yeah it's definitely something I was definitely a stubborn grip holder and now that I'm like conscious it's gotten like I like I said I'm not wearing my brace it's been so nice to sleep without something on my hand like for a while like <clears throat> typing anything was just awful and now I'm like oh I have feeling in my hand it's the weirdest thing <laughs> nice. but not being stubborn I've I think honestly Drilling's picked up in the, the last eight months. I've drilled more than I've ever drilled in the whole time I've trained. 
and I think that's helped with my stubborn. Has it helped now. your jujitsu? Yes. Yes. Sounds like you have a good drill partner. <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's helped too because now I, being stubborn and holding in a position, because everyone will be like, don't get stuck in the legs, don't get stuck in the legs. Well, even if it gets stuck, I have an answer and I can get up, right? And I can, whether it's going into deep half and sweeping or whether it's coming up to Coyote Garden doing something, I always have an answer now, which has been huge for me. So my stubborn, now I'm stubborn only when I really have to be until I'm ready. Then I explode. So. The bear trap is like a hard rock in the middle of all of these other techniques that you can use. Yes. So it's taken a strength and then built on that strength. Yeah. And expanded on it. Yeah. I've definitely had to help that grow. <laughs> but it's been good. So. Yeah. I have people tell me, like, I have my lockdowns really tight. And then they get stuck in it, like, oh, no, that's legit. That's something. I told people for years when passing, you know, you just stomp on that cut the knee out to the outside and you stomp on that top knee and you pass and that's it and there's no exception well, there's one exception <laughs> there's one exception uh, yes but yeah I think also being stubborn I never thought I was a stubborn person outside of like sports and I realize now that I probably am or I was but I've also used jiu-jitsu to help me, like anything that might be frustrating me, it's not my outlet. It is my happy place. It's a place I go to that's going to help release anything that is bothering me, which has been super helpful in everything. And then my kids saw the benefit, and now they wanted to train. And they are. And competing, which is awesome. So if I was able to be that role model for them, that's all I could ever ask for. Kayla's competed. Zoe's competed. Mm -hmm. the, your whole family trains. Yep. All six of us. <laughs> well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Zoe could very well be a champion in some sort if she yeah. keeps with it. Ellie's a leader in the ninja class. Yeah. Gigi's, like, reapplying herself and mm -hmm. reinvigorating her jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Kayla's, you know, like a, like a really diligent student for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, so... She'll figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. And then Zoe has, kind of naturally has the temperament and mentality. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't care how big you are. She will mm -mm. do whatever she can to try to do what she can. So, smallest kid in juniors. In advanced versus juniors. Yeah. <laughs> but she wants it. So, yeah. Yeah, just have her chase those armpits. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. She, uh... Her, never competed before, went up for her first tournament. I don't think you were there quite yet. And she was down 12 to four. She just passed the kid's guard, got to, or yeah, got to mount. So seven, I guess. And so he pulls them to the middle and she's holding his wrists. And he's like, all right, fight. She grabs her wrist, kicks her leg around and just finishes him. And I was like, and then in the middle of finishing him, high fives the ref. Because <laughs> the kids, as the, you know, they're refing, they, as soon as their arm goes straight, they're down low. So she thought he was bringing the hand down to high five her. So she's holding, high fiving. It was the most amazing thing. Oh. That is gangster. <laughs> I was like, you need to lift your hips. <laughs> Yelling at just, oh, okay. <laughs> this arm bar is amazing, right? Yeah. I agree. Oh, 
yeah. She lost the other three fights, but she, man, I told her, I'm like, you won gold in my heart. You <laughs> high-fiving the ref is gold. <laughs> uh, but I made sure, like, it's as she was, like, high-fiving, I screenshot it to make sure she had the wrist because I was going to really get on her. She had that grip around the wrist so tight. <laughs> Just like, I'm here. So super proud of her. It was awesome. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh, she's a funny kid. But yeah. She wants to call her drag like her mother. So she's working on that currently. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Kayla call her drag. I've seen Zoe call her drag a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've seen Ellie call her drag. Probably. Yeah. They were all starting to really Actually I think I've seen Georgia I think I've seen all of them call her drag yeah. at this point. Yeah. Kind of uh, becoming a... It's a family tradition. Yes. And becoming a dark horse thing. It is. <laughs> I've done my part in pushing that as well. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's kind of... I feel like everyone's game. At least anyone knew that's their game. as call it drag. So. Take it and run. Make space for the face. Face to the earth. That's how I like to think of it. I like to just kind of time it out, like, mm-hmm. like mess with their head a little bit, like give them a little pop on the forehead to get them going backwards. Yeah. And so they're not, they're thinking that like I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop them again mm-hmm. and snap the grip right onto the collar and go at the same time. Yeah. So they don't know it's, it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Going up and down and then just mm-hmm. down. Yeah. And then, yeah. back up. <laughs> Stay there. <laughs> yeah. You will not get that back. <clears throat> it's, yeah. It's one of the more satisfying takedowns, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was repping Uchimata this morning, speaking of satisfying takedowns. Holy crap. That just, when you hit that one, it just feels nice. Good, good wheel. <clears throat> Is that the one where you kick their inside leg and hop? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll lift him up. And then we'll... All right, bang, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we got to work uh, like an option B off that collar drag though. So single leg. If you can get the leg and they stand yeah. back up. Yeah. We were working that in a uh, comp class. Yeah. Professor Jorge. I saw a lot of people in the competition hit it, and then come back up to their feet, kind of like re-scramble, re-square, and then not. Mm-hmm. have another yeah. idea yeah uh yeah like super effective you just need that next beat yeah the com- most common thing i think we've seen is well i was doing it first until we really started nailing it out what january when you were doing takedowns um the biggest thing was is i was throwing them across the room rather than like keeping them close and that it's a hard one to get used to but once mm. you're there it really does it does help, but throwing them across if, the earth is so. Bad. If your pleasure is is launching them into space, perhaps bouncing them off the earth and then launching them into space. But if that's your thing, then it, it's hard to keep them close. Yeah. My but friend. if you really want to win the match, eventually you switch over. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first tournament I did is purple belt. It was a absolute bracket, I guess, and so. I did 
bought a blue belt twice for whatever reason, the same bracket. Um, and she was little. I bet you she was 130 pounds. So she went flying a couple times, like zoom, just and like came back for the second fight and the same thing. She just went flying, and I ended up winning. But she just went. There's no like nothing to her when I'm like, whoops. <laughs> same thing. I think the purple belt that I fought as well. She was probably 160 and was the same thing. Just kind of flew across. But they're so much lighter than like Rolling Thunder. So when I'm rolling with those guys and trying to practice, it's not the same. So working on making the space directly next to you and dropping them, immediate hang makes it better, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drop to the hip and come up on the single, or? Yeah, like an S-sit. Yeah. And then grab the leg. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yep. Yeah. So, kind of works. Yeah, if they do pop up, if you don't punch them down and they don't stay down, you have that leg, and then you can either trip their other foot, their left foot, or maybe run the pipe or whatever. Right, tree top them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Anything you like from a single leg at that point? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. You probably have the near side collar. So that can change the dynamic a little bit. Mm -hmm. But you do have the near side collar, so you have added control. I'm always cross collar, but yeah. Cross, way, cross collar. Yeah, cross collar. Punch them down. Right? But you're all the way on that, the right side, yeah. and you have the red collar. Yep. Yeah, and they have their legs, so they're just in trouble at that point. <laughs> yep. Is the idea, anyways? Hmm. So, yeah. It's a solid takedown, the collar drag, and then the collar drag, the single leg, is a solid takedown sequence. Mm-hmm. Add some foot sweeps and some snap downs at the front to get him to bend over. Yep. Yeah. Shake the brain a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can shake. Yeah. <laughs> shake it. The whole head is like, what the hell? <laughs> Stop. It's just preparation for bouncing it off the earth. Yeah. Good collar tie for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Like bash them with the elbow so they go backwards, yank the head back down this way. Yeah. Just yeah. Juggle their brain back and forth. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's my son, Noki. So, what else? Any other interesting anecdotes from your jujitsu journeys? There's got to be some stuff. I mean, there's plenty of stuff we haven't covered today. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm sure there's... I can't... The biggest thing I've really liked is women in Jiu-Jitsu are always on being friends. There's a lot of... Not a lot of headbutting that I... I mean, I've definitely dealt with some of that. Um... But recently, it seems like there's constant support, right? We always have, we all have this one thing in common. We're all working to get better. And I know that I'm really working hard on the culture of like Dark Horse, making sure we're all one, right? Like it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, your background, what belt you are, what size you are. We're all just cohesively one. 
right? And I try to like make sure that the women all feel welcome, that they feel comfortable, and yeah, it's all in one, like becoming a family. It's, that's been the hardest part for me is I tend to gel really well with men. And not that I don't gel with women, but it's creating that culture of making sure that I support other women at other gyms that I might compete against, but also being their friends, but going out there and supporting no matter what we do. And it's super important having a a gym that's supportive, I, I think, you know, like, and yeah, men can be combative or have their like, like little infighting, but women definitely can too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so trying to address that wherever possible, whenever, whenever needed. Um, but like trying to keep everyone on the same page of no one in the gym picks winners and losers, right? right. We're all winners here because we're all this this team. Yeah. This is the team. We yeah. all support each other. Yeah. You don't have to like everyone, but you're not going to be tearing people down because yeah. it's in the place for it. Right. Yeah, that's I, the same mom I had a conversation with yesterday. We talked about that. She's like, it's amazing how there's always support around no matter what in the kids classes and the adult classes because she has one kid in the kids and one kid in the adults and she's like there's this very positive feel right that constant support and if anybody needs anything they can go to anyone and talk to anyone and ask for help or ask for advice on whatever it might be and if we're not sending that positive message i don't we're not growing so it's been a big thing that I've been I think about with women and the culture in general so and so natural to be competitive you know like it's a competitive sport yeah I mean I I'm guilty of that I I want to win the game is called I win (laughs) and but I'm also always supportive anytime that anybody wants extra help you want to drill something or you're stuck on something tell me a time that you want to come in I'll work with you whatever it might be so it's uplifting. So yeah. I don't like to lose, but that's when I go with the guys that will push me, you know? And I don't need to go out and beat up on, you know, an 18-year-old girl or whatever. Like, that's not the point of it, yeah. right? She's looking for someone as well. Yeah. So. You're not... <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess there's a lot of people, why, a lot of reasons why someone would do that or enjoy that but you're not that doesn't make you feel good because it's not a challenge right right? yeah Uh, yeah I think I can be intimidating like people have told me before I mean not recently but in college people used to tell me like never know if you're like you're mad at me or if you don't like if you like me if you don't like me and I was like really I don't feel like I have that vibe I feel like I tend to like like everyone I get along with everyone so it was like threw me off because I'm I find myself to be a pretty friendly person so when that happens I'm always like I, I promise I'm super nice I get on the mats and I do take my training very seriously so if you're watching me roll and I look intense I'm probably being super intense because it matters right I'm there to to work I'm there to always just have fun so especially with tournaments coming So yeah, trying to build that positivity for women. 
right? Like, I'm not a small woman. I never will be. But understanding, like, just because I'm not small doesn't mean that I can't fight. Doesn't mean that I can't do things. So this is for everyone. Come do it. Huh. So. But, yeah. You've got a good, good group of women now. How many did you say? Last I counted, I think there was like 14 or 15. And, and that was like including like Olive and Juniors. I was going to say, know. is that the kids as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not including like Kayla, Georgia and them, I don't think. But it's including like Olive and Emma. I'm trying to think of um, My brain is. But yeah, there was like 14 or 15 when I looked at Because I was like talking to James about getting together and like having like a women's dinner. Like, let's go out. Let's have dinner, let's hang out, chill, get to know each other on a different level. I know that we've had like fight to win parties at our house, right? Like yeah. when the all women's card was going on, when Seth was doing that, yeah. James was almost the only guy. Matt was coming with Christine and things yeah. like that. But like one of the women did, even though they didn't, they may be white belts, I'm like, still come. Like you'll get to see the pieces that you are learning and you get to hang out with other people as well and get to know us on a different level. Yeah. So. Well, super important for. Cohesion, yeah. team building, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah, yeah all so that stuff. Hopefully, get a women's class going at some point soon. Yeah. So. Tis the season. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I take on women. Be supportive. It's hard. We're all battling the sport that's male dominated. Right. Yeah. Um, somebody gave us a book for the girls that was like "Strong as New Pretty," and it was like. It hits home because you don't have to be dolled up. You don't have to, you know, wear heels and have your face caked in makeup or whatever it might be. You can be dirty and you can be sweaty and gross and still be pretty. But there's that image that is not always there for people. So come. Be a badass. I think that's a good message to end on. Yep. If there's anything else you want to talk about. I can't think of anything. Do you have any huh. questions? <laughs> Nothing I can think of at the moment. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I, I think uh, Professor hit it. That's a, that's a great message to end on. I don't, I don't think we're going to hit a higher peak than that. <laughs> huh. um, Dark horses, please like, subscribe, comment, whatever whatever the relevant thing is. Uh, your engagement really helps. So uh, if you made it this far, then you rock. And thanks for coming out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Break on three. One, two, three. <laughs> Did I talk too much?